Welcome to Words of Eternal Life with Pastor Elvis Ajaman. Pastor Elvis Ajaman is an anointed teacher of the Word of God with accompanying signs. He also operates in a unique prophetic and healing grace that has helped liberate many in the kingdom. He's an author of several books and the head pastor of Grace Mountain Ministry. Now, you are listening to Words of Eternal Life broadcast. Be blessed. Obedience, somebody say obedience. People of God, the Bible says of a prophecy that was to come several thousands of years, and it was said of Jesus, the scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor the lawgiver from between his feet. So when Jacob called all his sons and he began to prophesy to all his sons and he got to Judah and he is prophesying to Judah and he tells Judah that Judah you are going to hold on to the scepter, authority, kingship, rulership will be given to you. And not just that, the ability and the authority to make laws will be given to you. In other words, among all the tribes of Israel, you will be the one to speak and everybody will obey. Everyone will be at your obeisance. Judah, I have blessed you with kingship. I have blessed you with the power of the lawgiver. He said, but it is not forever until Shiloh comes. So you are going to speak for people to do. You are going to lord over people. You are going to teach people what to do. Judah, you are going to direct people until it is not forever. Lordship in the hands of men were not forever. Please get it. I am not your lord. No one is your lord in life. Before Silo came, give me the amplified version of this. Before Silo came, some people were ordained to be lords. And they speak and everybody must hear. They command and everybody must go. But the Bible says that these people were to rule until someone comes. Mm. And the Bible says the name of that one is called Silo. Until Silo, the Messiah, the peaceful one comes to whom it belongs. Authority was only in the hands of man because the owner has not come. And he said, when the owner comes, this is what will happen. To him shall the obedience, to him shall be the obedience of the people. People of God, there is a prophecy about Jesus that when he comes, everybody should stop obeying each other and we focus on him and all of us obey him. There is a prophecy about Jesus. He said, when Shiloh comes, oh, to him shall the obedience start from here it may look like you are a pastor but this prophecy is not for you when it comes to lordship it's not for you it may be that you are an employer and you have employees you pay them you tell them to go they go you tell them to come they come but when it comes to lordship and obedience it's not for you you are the one that give birth to that child but when it comes to obedience it's not for you he said that when Shiloh comes everyone that was ever given authority will hand over their scepter so when jesus said it is finished one thing too he was saying it was not only the authority of satan he took he took every man's authority it is finished now the best a human being can do 
is to gather people and point them to me that they should obey me. Am I talking to a church here? The best anybody can do is to gather people and then point all of them to me that they should look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your feet. So on the other day, First Peter 5 verse 1, let's read it quickly. The elders which are among you I exalt, who am also an elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. Verse 2. He said that I'm speaking to the elders. Feed the flock of God which is among you taking the oversight thereof not by constraint by but willingness not for filthy liquor but of a ready mind he said that i'm speaking to the elders feed the flock look over them by willingness not for money take care of them but not for money with the determination and the readiness of mind take care of the flock verse 3 then he gives us the greatest warning neither has been lost over God's heritage but being examples of the flock somebody say no one must be my Lord say it like you believe it say no one say no one Shiloh has come no one is my Lord I have mentors but one Lord I have people that must be example unto me but not my lord peter said be careful not to be lord over the people but being examples to the flock verse 4 and when the chief shepherd shall appear listen to me i am teaching on said at the mention of at his name every knee should bow and every tongue should confess that he is Lord. the church is in a critical moment and season now where we are confused whether Jesus is the Lord or our pastors are the Lord we are listen to me we may deny it but that is the reality in our heart and in many places, that is the reality. We have not been able to define the lordship and being the example of people. He said that there is only one chief shepherd. His name is Jesus. And he is the Lord over the, the heritage of God. The rest must be only examples. So Paul says that, follow me as I imitate Christ. Follow me. I am imitating him and you are following me so i'm able to hear him better than you i'm able to see him better than you i have a deeper understanding more than you so the more i understand him and i leave him you see me as your example and as you watch me in reality you are obeying the lordship of christ obey i beg you listen to me and let this message sink deep into your heart because many of us are losing authority because we don't understand this subject of obedience to the Lord. The reason why many people didn't finish the race of their Christian faith is that a human being was a Lord until they fell out of the faith. 
and you ask them why are you not a christian this pastor did that to me this church member did that to me i went to that church they did this to me the reason why you are saying that is because the church and the pastor was your lord if you are in a church where you know jesus is the lord you don't care what anybody say to you you don't care what anybody do to you because they didn't save you jesus saved you they didn't they didn't the essence of listen the main foundation and reason for discouragement is because we have forgotten and we have lost focus of who the lord is in the church and apostle is teaching us that they must be careful that the elders do not take the position of God and of Jesus. And we have come to a place where, by reason of hypocrisy, we see humans as lost and have forgotten the eternal one who is by him all actions are weighed and who is able to judge the reins and the secrets of men's heart. We have forgotten. And because of that, we are losing authority. Today, today when I was preparing to come, the Lord gave me a statement and it shook my heart. He said, that, do you know that your authority only per perfects itself in the sphere of your obedience? What you are not obedient to God about, you don't have authority in that sphere. And the Lord told me that a subject you don't practice, if you preach, it won't enter anybody's heart. Any subject you only came to preach for people to clap and call you, you are a man of revelation. And yet, you are not practicing it. It won't change any life. That is why we have many preachers, we have many authors, we have written a lot of books, but people are still the same. They read it, but there is no spirit behind it. Why? Because whatever you say that will make God want people to obey, you should have obeyed God in that realm. You cannot preach giving for people to give until you are a giver and have attracted the spirit of giving. So when you speak of giving, the spirit of giving backs it. If you are not a soul winner, never preach about soul winning. If you are not a worshiper, never preach about worshiping. If you are not a prayer warrior, never preach about prayer. Because your authority is in your sphere of obedience. Man was living with animals. Everything was working fine. The wind knew its measure to deal with man. The river and the waters knew its measure to deal with man. Flooding and tsunami and storms came after man disobeyed God. If you rebel against God, every other thing will rebel against you. You are trying to put things together. It's not working. Check your level of obedience. Am I talking to a church at all? Yeah. Many of us are trying to put things together. We don't understand why things are rebelling. We don't understand, but we don't know that anytime we try to obey God in every field, anytime we try to obey God in every field, we are collecting authority in that sphere. So ask yourself, these things I stand for, do I have a record of obedience in that thing? You must have a record of obedience in everything you stand for. This has been the deception of the age. Hypocrisy. Jesus told something, uh, told something about the Pharisees. He said that they begging you with things they don't do. If you keep telling people, pray, 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 and you don't pray, eh, there is no power behind your voice to let them pray. Authority and power is in obedience. Carry grace. I said carry grace. Carry grace to obey. I am I preaching to somebody at all? There is authority and power. Listen, this is the secret of Jesus. Let me show you something in Isaiah 50 verse 4. Isaiah 50 verse 4. 
this was the secret of Jesus there's a prophecy about Jesus and the Lord has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. so on the other day Jesus will preach and they will say which upon which authority are you teaching these doctrines the thing has pricked their heart <laughs> one, one time he was working with two men on the road of Emmaus the Bible said after he gave them bread and their eyes opened he said did our hearts not burn within us when you yet spoke to us you only carry authority in the things you do so there is a prophecy about Jesus the Lord has given me a tongue of a learning that I should speak a word if of in season to him that is worried that means that anybody that came to Jesus' service if you are down by the time you go something has lifted your spirit and it was not normal the Bible said God was giving him those words it was not normal you come around Jesus and then suddenly he speaks a word a word a word and you are fine so he said that the spirit of the Lord is upon me he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor and to heal the brokenhearted so if your girlfriend breaks your heart you come to Jesus' service one message one message you are fine the Bible says that it was not normal God intentionally gave him the tongue of a learning that anytime he speaks a word it touches the one except to speak a word in season to him that is weary God will not just give you words it comes with something look at how how it works out he wakened morning by morning he wakened my ear to hear as the learning so Isaiah is prophesying about Jesus and he said that this is this is how it works every morning God will wake up Jesus open his ears and put the words in him so when you you wake up with Jesus like this and by the time you wake up you woke up with a common dream but he woke up with a word it's a serious matter two people wake up one wake up with a common dream confusing what happened yesterday or something like that a problem a challenge but Jesus wakes up with the word because his ears have been opened morning by morning may your night not be wasted I said may your night not be wasted may the Lord fill your heart with his word verse 5 the Lord opened listen can we all read the verse 5 want to go God has opened my ear and I was not rebellious neither turned away back this is why God kept opening his ear morning by morning because he was not what a God you don't obey will stop talking to you listen this is a secret this is a secret it's not that Jesus was the very son of God because of that God kept speaking to him no the Bible says that the Lord has opened my ear and I was not rebellious neither turned away back my obedience kept him opening my ear every morning the most dangerous thing that's why that's why when I began this series I told you that one of the dangerous things to mess with is disobedience in dealing with God Adam didn't have a second chance when he disobeyed God that was the end that was the end 
the reason why God kept opening the ears of Jesus every morning and putting parables and deep things into his heart is because he was not rebellious. Disobedience will close heaven to you. It is dangerous to say, eh, me, God told me, God told me something last year, but I couldn't do it. Mm, two years ago, God told me this, I couldn't do it. Oh, last man, God told me this, I could, you don't know what you are doing to your future. I was not rebellious. Because of that, he kept feeding me. Every spirit of rebellion is broken today. Am I, am I still in a church at all? Verse 6. My back to the smiters. Someone shout obedience. obedience. I gave my back to the smiters and my cheeks to them that block off the head, and I hid not my face from shame and smitten. Who did the Bible say they spat on him? Jesus. Who did the Bible say that they remove his beard? Jesus. Who did the Bible say by his stripes we are healed? It was all a process of obedience. That means that when somebody was about to spit on Jesus, if Jesus has shifted his head, that was disobedience. So he said that, I hid not my face from shame and spitting. Every walk on the road to Calvary was a process of obedience. If he has skipped one ship, he's disobedient. If we knew the details of the of the place of obedience with our work, we wouldn't be messing up. Even in pain, God was calculating every detail of obedience and disobedience. Can I keep preaching to somebody here? Some of the time, oh, so, uh, obedience, oh, Jesus just went to die and he died the death of obedience. No, it was not that. Every, that's why the Bible says on the mountain of transfiguration, Moses and Elijah appeared and this is what they came to do. They discussed what disease he should die. That means the detail of the death was discussed. They told him, somebody will pull your beer. When he is pulling and you shift your head, you have disobeyed. <laughs> somebody will come and spit on you. The moment you shift your head, you have made God's word a lie. Isaiah has already prophesied. If you shift and the spit doesn't fall on you, you have disobeyed. So you must make sure that you fulfill the scripture by letting them spit on you. So the Bible says that for lo, I came in the volumes of the book to do thy will, O God. So everything that was said of him must be done. If he has skipped one ship, he has made God a liar. So he has receive grace to obey the Lord. I said, receive grace to obey the Lord. It is not only in good times. It is not only in perfect times. Even in the times of pain and suffering. It is not every suffering that God is not involved with. Every, sometimes, some sufferings, eh, if you miss it, you have disobeyed God. There are some challenges if you run away from it, it's disobedience. Can you imagine that the brothers of Joseph wanted to sell him. And then he escaped home and ran back to his father. That was how he distracted the whole move of heaven for him to become a prime minister. That was how, listen, that's why he said that in fire I'll be with you. In the waters I'll be. There are some areas, eh, in order to get there you must cross fire. If you escape fire, you have missed the way. Somebody clap God, give me the grace to obey. Listen to me. Not every road is smooth in the supernatural world. So sometimes the pain you are going through is an act of obedience. 
the rejection you are going through is an act of obedience there was no way Saul will make David fight Goliath no because if Goliath conquer you the whole of Israel will have to serve the Philistines so not a common person can go there that means that for David to be in the wilderness for lions to come after him and for bears to come after him it was for a track record for him to stand before Saul and say that even lions came I killed even bears came I killed and that became his CV and Saul said if you have been able to do that then go and fight Goliath without it he would have missed the opportunity to become a king it was after he killed Goliath that the women began to sing that was how his name spread abroad and he could be entitled to the throne your tears is not unfortunate it may be working your way into glory all the broken hearts you are receiving it may be working your way all the examination failures it may be working your way somebody said I'm, I'm advantageous in everything I'm doing I know the Lord is leading me to the place of clap your hands and say glory 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 we are not we are not too worried am I here with the church at all we are not too worried we are not too worried listen if you want to work with God we must understand these things he says that the reason why God kept speaking to me, he knew I will not disobey he knew is it Genesis 18 he said for I know Abraham he will command his children to obey me I know it. I have tested it. I know it. I know it. Can God try you in that realm? I know Abraham. I know it. I know it. I know Do you know we don't have many sins? No, no, no. There are no plenty sins. The sin of man is one. Disobedience. Every other sin is the child of disobedience. Go and check. Go and check. The Bible says that by one man's offense, so one offense, one offense, and he said by the disobedience of Adam, condemnation and death came upon all. So our sin is one, disobedience. If you are really obedient to God, eh, you won't do the things you do. So if you get obedience right, you are settled the matter of sin. <laughs> if, if you get the matter of obedience right, sin is settled we don't have plenty sins we have just one one disobedience it is out of disobedience every other sin continues murder chapter 3 disobedience by chapter 4 murder by chapter 5 birth, giving birth everywhere by chapter 6 they have gone beyond sexual immorality with men to sexual immorality with demons it all started from the sin of disobedience there is a way the devil will lead you one way to let you disobey God once once and then it will lead you to plenty things plenty things plenty things God was speaking to you don't enter into this marriage you didn't listen by disobedience you entered and then suddenly it introduced bitterness into you then bitterness lead to wickedness wickedness will lead to gossip gossip will lead to that because of one disobedience you end up getting involved in so many things in the marriage until one day you pick a gun and shoot the person and then you are in jail forever You're in jail forever it is better to wait until you have obeyed the Lord than to rush by the pressure of men 
and enter into series of pain and sin. Ah, may your heart be channeled in obedience with God. I pray for somebody here. Listen, I'm not joking. I'm praying for you here. Anything I'm saying, this series, my man is gentle. I pray for somebody, at least five people, whatever direction you find yourself that is leading to disobedience, I decree and declare that may God shift your path back into the path of obedience. In the name of Jesus, I pray for you that may your eyes be opened to the evil of disobedience. I fear disobedience. Please be seated. First, first Samuel chapter 15. Eh? The Bible says that for the sin of rebellion and disobedience is like the sin of witchcraft and idolatry. That is scary. That is scary. The sin of disobedience is like the sin of witchcraft. That means anybody that disobeys God, you look like a witch to him. So when we are pointing witches, he's also pointing us. You know who a witch is. Webster Dictionary will tell you, witchcraft eh, is three words, three statements. Witchcraft is somebody using magic or juju. And you know what magic is? Skipping process to get results. By other means. Skipping process. So this is how witchcraft is about. So the first definition of witchcraft is to try to skip process to get certain results. Number two, witchcraft is to be in communication with the devil. That is witchcraft. Go ahead and check. Even, even unspiritual people, this is how they are defining witchcraft. It's to be in communication with the devil. And you know it's true. It confirms in Genesis chapter 3. When Eve had ear for the devil, the next thing was disobedience. If you get, give the devil an ear, eh? disobedience is inevitable it's inevitable that is why the bible says that for the weapons of our warfare second Corinthians 10 verse 4 for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but they are mighty through God in the pulling down so this is the warfare we are going through in pulling down stronghold number one and you know the meaning of the stronghold there the stronghold means that fortified ideas Fortified ideas. Pulling down stronghold, number one. Casting down imaginations, number two. Number two. Casting down. So you see where our warfare is? This is where our warfare is. It's all about our mind. Casting down imagination. So, so it begins to happen to you. God wants you to do this. And you are thinking about something else. Look at what this person did to me. I cannot do this. Look at what that person did to Imagination. And he said, and casting down every high thing that exalts itself above the knowledge of God. This is where the communication is. The devil does not come to suggest that he he submit to the word of God. He comes to give you submissions that makes the word of God and the knowledge of God foolish in your mind. So you hear a word, then you begin to do otherwise because a logic has been placed in your mind. And he said, after everything is said and done, when you are able to do this warfare, this is what happens. You bring every thought to the obedience of Christ. May your thoughts be subject to the obedience of Christ. I said, may your, somebody lay hands on your head and say, my thought, 
my imaginations, my strongholds be broken and be subject to the obedience of Christ. This is where your problem is. This is where our problem is. When we engage the high things in communication, we become witches before God. We read, we hear, we listen to the word of God. And we go out there and do totally opposite what we just read. That is called witchcraft. This thing I'm preaching now, eh, somebody is so much of a witch that when he leaves, he will forget and do otherwise. <laughs> Somebody's witchcraft is too deep that he will live here and do otherwise. They will assert their thoughts above the knowledge of God and of Christ. Witchcraft is to be in communion and communication with the devil. And let me talk, shock you with the third one. Witchcraft is to be manipulative. To be manipulative. To force people to do things for you in every other means without you even not deserving. And that is what we do to God. That's what we do to God. We force God to do things for us and yet we are doing nothing in obedience to Him. That's why the Bible says rebellion is like witchcraft. Many of us are come for prayer meeting. Clap your hands and pray. Lord, break, give me prayer too. Lord, give me this. Are doing nothing in obedience to God. That is witchcraft. We arrest the spirit of witchcraft. I said we arrest the spirit of witchcraft. Listen, they have deceived us to believe witches are those who fly in the night. No. Witches are tongue speakers who don't do the will of God. Witches are people with clerical who are not doing the will of God. Witchcraft. Did I not prophesy in your name? He said, go away from me. I knew you not because you did not do my will. You were a witch. Nigerians will say you are a wench. Locate that scripture for me. First Samuel 15, I think the verse 21 or so. Can we all read one to go? It's as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. You know what idolatry is? Worshipping other objects other than God. You know that every time you disobey God, something is the reason. That thing becomes a God. We always have a reason for which we will not do what God is saying. That thing leads us to what we call idolatry. Oh, I'm shy. Oh, I'm young. I can't do this for God. I am young. Your age has now become an idol. I am intelligent. Me, my co-school. I'm sorry, we school also. So I cannot put myself into things like that. So even God is telling me to do it. I can't do it because they are not my class. Your education has become an idol. Uh, do you know the worst thing? Some people, eh, their sickness is now the idol they worship. Because, oh, my leg, my hand, my eye, my tongue, my body, my heart, my this. Because of something, Ayakaba, make God God so that you can deal with anything happening in your body. And stubbornness and rebellion is the sin of disobedience. May the Lord help us, oh. Grace Mountain, may the Lord help us. You have to go back and do analysis of your life 
and you will realize where you are falling where you are being a witch am i too hard this morning no witches are plenty god was so heavy that before he got here i think the the first previous verse he says that for obedience is better than sacrifice obedience is better that doesn't mean that he said they should take away the sacrifice so even in sacrifice do it in obedience if the sacrifice is not in obedience you are still a witch because if some if Saul has not made that sacrifice the reason why Samuel came was to do that sacrifice so the obedience and the disobedience here is that Saul you are not the one to do the sacrifice and number two the kind of animals you are using to do is not the right one so even in the sacrifice it must be done in obedience this morning when we were coming to church did God tell you the offering to give don't be a witch I have learned to ask God in sacrifice I have learned so I get results in sacrifice even in the day there are days I know the number of hours I have to pray if I pray less than that I know and I'm being a witch if you are serious in this building say I will no more be a witch I refuse to practice witchcraft I will obey the Lord totally not halfway totally there's a script listen there, there is there's a scripture in Matthew Matthew 21 verse 28 yes Let, let's read it Jesus prophesied the two kinds of sounds that will be coming what think ye I wish the whole church would read this scripture there are certain two sounds that Jesus prophesied about that after he died and resurrected and ascended these two people will show up. There will be the two sons of God in the kingdom. Those who are. Let's, let's read one to go. But what thinking? A certain man had two sons. And he came to the first and said, Son, go work today in my vineyard. The Bible says that, listen, the Bible says that for the field is white. The harvest is plenty. But the laborers are few. So anytime you hear vineyard, he's talking about the kingdom and the field of souls. And he said that a man had two sons. And he told the first son that go today to the vineyard. Uh-huh. Go work to the vineyard. That is why when he was going, he said go into the world and preach the gospel. But let's look at the, the response of the two sons. And you will identify yourself in one of them. He answered and said, I will not go. But afterward, he repented and went. And he came to the second and said likewise. And he answered and said, I go, sir. I go. And he added, sir, to his father. As you are talking, I'm going. I go, sir. And went not. He said, these are the two sons of the man. <laughs> Somebody said, <is> witchcraft. <laughs> Listen, let me show you the witchcraft in this matter. The manipulator. I go, sir. You know there are some people you tell them to do something. They'll tell you I'm doing, but they'll never do it. Son, go to the field. And even when you woke up this morning, God told you go to the field. But some of us said, I go, sir. I go. I go. I go. You see, there are there is this spirit of witchcraft that we use on God 
and some of us we came to meet our fathers and mothers use it on god and we are also using it and our children will come and use it that spirit of witchcraft i go sir i go you can even tell them i'm coming and then jesus will begin to give people dreams where you are evangelizing to them because you told him i go but you know within yourself that you are deceiving him i go you can even give me the reward of a car and i'll go you can give me a reward of a house i'll go you can give me a reward of a breakthrough i'll go just break me through and i will do what you are saying and he breaks you through and you are still there i go i go i go let them wait for me you can even give me a title and you come to church and you say i feel like i'm called you can ordain me and you are given the title of a shepherd a pastor or a teacher or an evangelist and you are the title is upon you i go but let me go to theological school i go but i go i go that's what we are doing that's what we are doing we are marking time we are marking time and every single year we renew our pledge with jesus at 31st night we write a long list as for this year i go as for this year i win souls as for this year all that i'm asking lord this year give me the school give me the admission as for this year and i get the admission i go and it looks like we are practicing witchcraft on jesus he gave you the first breakthrough you didn't go he gave you the second breakthrough he didn't go when you fell sick you practice witchcraft on him heal me and i will start going he healed you and today you are forgotten what promises you gave him i go and you are there oh if you can give me a job i will serve you and he gave you the job if you can give me a marriage i will serve you he gave you the marriage if you can give me a child i will serve you if the child giving you the child if you can let the child grow a bit i will serve you the child grows if you can let him finish school i will serve you the child finish school if you can let him marry and leave the house i will serve you he leaves the house then you tell him that today as it stands now i am 60 years i cannot serve you anymore please help me and have mercy on me you have practiced witchcraft said the man has two sons which one are you which one are you i go and you are using i go to collect things i go go and check your book and see some of us the kind of promises we gave the lord in 2020 i go and then there is a second one his own is idolatry idolatry the sin of idolatry i won't there are some of us listen this group of people have the desire but they just won't do it so they keep promising jesus i go i go they wake up in the morning and jesus reminds them you said you will go and he tells them that okay give me tomorrow i go these people are able to even give jesus a certain hope but these ones i won't I am shy these ones are people of idolatry the sin of idolatry there is a reason why they are openly disobeying god i won't go i am shy and jesus will say have you not read in my word that anyone that is ashamed of me before this perverse generation i'll be ashamed of them he said i don't care i won't I won't go. This thing you are telling me to do, I won't do because I don't like the pastor. I won't do because I don't like the associate pastors. I won't do because I don't like the church. I won't do it. And you know what? When you start doing that, your ego 
has become an idol and you are seated and you are worshiping your ego and you are worshiping yourself i won't go and as you are doing that sinners are passing by and they are walking to hell and jesus will tell you that some of us we worship our poverty i won't go because i don't have money and jesus will tell you for the sake of your poverty are you allowing somebody to go to hell should somebody pay for your poverty go and preach the gospel and this one will say i don't have money i won't go i don't have theological background i won't go what makes you think that is theology that saves a man? It's John 3.16 that saves a man. It's John 3.16 that saves a man. All these revelations we preach is by the way. What saves a man is John 3.16. Jesus died and rose again. If you believe, you are saved. You don't need any additional revelation. You don't need it. Which ones of the sons are you? I go or I won't go. And the worst of it is that the idol worshiper at a point in time his eyes open and he goes but by the time he goes all the souls he would have won are passed by the time he decides to go he is now 50 years 60 years 70 years when the reality of life dawns on him and he now decides to go and by that time all the people he had influence on are gone he doesn't have any good friends at the time where the call was coming go was the time that you'll pick your phone and you have about 20 people sending you high and jesus is telling you go this is the time to share videos with them this is the time to share the gospel with them go there is a time that will come you won't get 30 50 people sending you high every week no 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 you are 60 years, 70 years, all your colleagues are dead. The ones that are around you are children and they are shy to even talk to you for even 5 or 10 minutes. They won't come around you. And that is the year and that is the time many people decide to serve God. That's the time. It's a record. It's there. That's the time. So the Bible says, remember the Lord in the days of your youth. As the evil days approach. The evil days is the time that you really want to go but the means are not there which kind of son are you which kind of son i don't want to be like any of them the truth is i don't want to be like any of them i want to be the son go i go in come i come do i do say i say give i give attend i attend I don't want a son that begins to deceive and practice witchcraft and idolatry. No, I don't want to be that kind of son. But Jesus said, these sons will come. That is why you have almost spent the whole year, you never preach to anybody. Not that Jesus didn't set you up to preach to somebody. You just didn't because you were practicing witchcraft and idolatry. Do you think idol worshippers are the only ones that go to whatever town, man, Mankesim or whatever thing to go and bow to a, 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 a soul? No, no. Anyone that continually disobey God for a reason, that reason becomes an idol. May I not be a pastor doing my own thing. May you not be a, a husband doing your own thing. May you not be a wife doing your own thing. May you not be a student doing your own thing. There is a call to go to the field and to work. I tell you, today Jesus is struggling to have people to win souls. He's struggling because we are all practicing witchcraft and idolatry. We come to church every day to ask for things. 
and not to ask for his desire if we ask him of his desire he will point us to a sinner that we must save at all costs but we don't ask him of his desire we ask him of things seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness and all other things shall be added we are no more searching for the kingdom and the heartbeat of god we are searching for things every time we come and he delivers to us a testimony he tells us go and we say i'll go but do this again that is why every single week and every single month and every single year pastors have to be organizing prophetic deliverance revival programs because there are people demanding for things so we must set them up to get things from god to get things when will we gather and it will be a seven days of problem asking god lord give us your desire and we will do we are ready to go we are ready to go sir if i send you now go to insawam to start a branch will you go or you will tell god wait a while god is telling you go you are saying i'm waiting on god that's what many of us are doing oh i'm praying oh i'm waiting do you think God will speak anything other than what he has spoken again? Let all men be liars and only him be true. What he said, he is still saying. What God said, he is still saying. He has no changes. He met Moses and said, I made a promise to your father Abraham 430 years ago. I have come to fulfill it. That means when God speaks, he doesn't forget. It may take 2,000 years, it will still start. We forget, he doesn't. What kind of son are you? I go, I go, but my school first, I go. But my job first, I go. But my marriage first, I go. But money first, I go, I go. You know the dangerous one? I go, but respect first. They don't respect me that church they don't respect me because of that i'm not able to do what i have to do i go but respect first ah may the lord deliver us i said may the lord deliver us i refuse to be any of these two sons i want to be a son that obeys i want to be a son that goes he said go do not delay obedience is disobedience. I would go, but later went. By the time you went, the process is passed. Some people, you listen, there are some people, eh, if you skip your head this, you can never win them again. My young girls, this is the time. This is the time young men keep on DMing you and inboxing you. This is the time. This is the time. Don't spend your time reading novels on how to deal with men and reject men and do that. This is the time to preach the gospel. This is the time. This is the time. If any man make a mistake to send you an inbox, a messenger message or anything, by the time you are through with him, the person should be saved. I go. Don't stand up. If you want to go, lift up one hand and begin to speak in tongues. 
I really want to go. May my title as a pastor not deceive me. I really want to go. May your title as a protocol or as an usher or as a deacon or as a dickness not deceive you. People of God, I have come to a place where I am convinced. I'm convinced that when God speaks, nothing must be a reason. When God speaks, and somebody is saying that, okay, let, then let God speak. The problem is that He has already spoken. He has the man has already spoken. Go into the world. Any day that you step into the world and you don't preach the gospel, you have disobeyed. You have disobeyed. So this week, I was there praying to God, God, help me to obey. I was praying to God, God, help me to obey. Then I heard the voice of God that you are now asking me a good thing. He said that no one can obey me except by my grace. Grace. What do you need to go? You need grace. If God does not help, sir, you can't. When God speaks, you need him to obey. Please, nobody should forget this point. Grace. Never forget. Sometimes when we define grace in so many ways that at a point in time we miss it. Grace simply means God helping you to do what he has said to Exodus chapter 19, God told Moses, go and tell them that these are the things that, these are the things that I want them to do. Then the elders sent Moses back to God. He said, go and tell God that all that he has said, we will do. That was their disaster. God was waiting for them to come and say, go and tell God that he should help us what he has said. He said, I'm going to tell him that all, all that he has said we will do. By Exodus 20, 28, he told me 28, God brought curses. If you obey all that I have said, this will be your blessing. If you disobey, this will be your curses. You want to do it, I will leave you. But you are in between the place of curses and blessings. So on the other day, the Bible said, For the law came by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus. Jesus didn't present to us a law. He presented to us a truth and then a help to walk in that truth. Grace and truth. Sir, we need it. There is a God. Eh? The Bible said, and the Lord put a deep sleep on Adam. God is so detailed that if he wants to help you, he, God has power to make people sleep. He has power to make you eat. He has power to hold your stomach. You have not eaten, but you don't feel sad and you don't feel angry. There is that powerful God. And when his grace falls on you, he helps you to obey him. When I read it, I become happy. He said that, and God put a deep sleep on Adam. That means that if it is time for you to pray, God can take sleep away so that you can pray. So between two people, one is operating by the grace of God, one is operating by strength. When he wakes up to pray, 
And another person is operating by grace. The moment you wake up, sleep is taken. Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. For the grace of God, by the grace of God, I have labored more than them all. I work more than everybody, but grace is behind it. Grace is behind it. Shall, shall. People have operated in grace. Is it Genesis 20? Abimelech. Abimelech said, I did not touch Sarah. I, I handled her by integrity. I didn't. God said, No, it is not you who didn't touch Sarah. I helped you not to touch her. Look at this. But, but God came to Abimelech in the dream by night and said to him, Behold, thou art but a dead man. For the woman which thou hast taken, for she is a man's wife. Jump to verses. And God said unto him in a dream, Yea, I know that thou didst this in the integrity of thy heart. For I also withheld thee from sinning against me. Therefore suffered I thee not to touch her. I withheld thee from sinning against me. I withheld thee from sinning against me. I withheld thee. Ah, God, this week withhold me from sinning against you. 2021, withhold me from sinning against you. Hey, 2021, withhold me from fornicating. Withhold me from lying. Withhold me from gossip. Withhold me from witchcraft. Withhold me from anger. Withhold. Lord, withhold me. That is what we call grace. Grace. He said that, oh, you did not do this in your integrity, sir. I will hell. I will hell. I will hell. So you see, that not everybody sinning is really not sinning. There are some people God has withheld. It's not everybody praying that is praying. There are some people, it's God praying. It's not everybody fasting is really fasting. There are some people, it's the Holy Ghost fasting. Hey! It is not by might, nor by power. It is by my spirit, said the Lord. Philippians chapter 2, verse number 11 or 12, thereabout. Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, that I'm coming to show you, not everybody obeying is obeying by strength. Not everybody obeying is obeying by strength. He said, wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. You know, there are some people, they don't need a pastor to obey God. Paul is saying that even in my absence, you people were obeying God. And he's coming to show us why, sir. He said that, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Verse 13, for it is God which worked in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. It is God who worked in you. He worked in you. He worked in you. Oh, withhold me from sin. He worked in you, both to will. So you see, 
you meet somebody I feel like praying it is God who working you both to will to will to will I feel like praying I feel like evangelism it is God who working in you both to will I feel like it and not just to will it to do it so it is God that places the desire and it is God that places the grace to execute carry that grace listen this is how we receive a life of obedience without struggle you don't need anybody to be there to obey no he says that there is a place in god he both will in us you think that people just woke up and they want to sow a seed to the church it is god that both worked in us to will to will to will ah. with this scripture Galatians 2 20 oh I love it you are going to declare this scripture like it's your portion one to go please prophesy it one to go crucified with Christ nevertheless I live yet not I but wait I am crucified with Christ nevertheless I am not dead I live in other words, I am dead, but I'm alive. So myself, I died, but I rose up, not of myself, but of Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lived in me. The life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son. I need a house I get it by faith I want to preach I preach by faith I want to pray I pray by faith this life I live I live by faith in the sun this is where obedience is born when grace comes to work out the will of God when grace comes, when grace comes, when grace comes, and grace leads us to a place where we hear God, I am Can I show you another secret? John 5, 17. Let me show you something there. This will help you. Can we shout it and read one to go? I can see some people you are reading to only yourself. Declare it to the whole world. Let the demonic world hear. Let the angelic host hear. Want to go. But Jesus answered them. My father worked. He that too. And I. Someone shall grace. So you see. Jesus does not come out to just come and work. He sees the father do it. Then he comes to do repetition. So, trying to do something you don't know. is difficult when grace falls on you eh, he shows you what to do he does it for you to see so that it will be easy for you to do it uh, somebody is catching it jump to verse 19 now let's read it one to go then answered Jesus and said unto them verily verily I say unto you the son can do nothing of himself but what he seeth the father do 
for what things soever he doeth, this also doeth the Son. Likewise, the Son can do nothing of himself, but what he see the Father do. I'm coming to show you a realm of grace. Jesus was a man like us, but he said, I cannot do anything. What I see my father do. So behind these two eyes was a third eye that was seeing the father do some things. And he comes and do the same thing. So in John chapter 15, he said that without me too, you can do nothing. So if my grace are bound for you, I show you what I'm doing and you do it. Listen, it is easy when Jesus wants to go and set up a church in man as a man cursing. And then he shows you the area and you go. By the time you go, grace is already there. Angels are already there. The intentions and the desire of God are already there. When you go, it is easy. But when you go to a place, Jesus doesn't have an intention to go there. That is what we call struggle. So Jesus said that, what I see my father do, I do. So the, the father gave Jesus a certain level of grace. Everything he wants to do on Monday, he shows Jesus on Sunday. You see, if we don't operate in this realm, eh, we will never see the glory of Jesus. Life will be hard. We will always complain. We will always complain, people of God. We will always complain. This system of the kingdom is set up in the way that you follow. And you don't follow a man, you follow God. What you are able to see God do, if you do it, it becomes easy for you. So when God loves you, he shows you things. That is the grace coming upon somebody this morning. I'm talking about just five people. Carry that grace. Carry that grace. End with the verse 20. End with the verse 20. For the Father loved the Son. Listen. The love of God is not for fun. When God says, I love you, he shows you things. For the Father loved the Son and showed him all things that himself doeth. And he will show him greater things than this, that he may. Listen, nobody can force the hand of God to do anything. This week of grace, eh? listen. This week of grace, what will happen is my ability to see what God wants to do. And I do the same and the miracles will happen. manifestations happen you see if you try to do what God have not done that is when people say that oh Christianity doesn't work it works but you only must do listen God is so sovereign that nothing must be done outside his will so what he wants to do is what must be done so if you really want to walk in power it is your ability to receive grace that teaches you what God wants to do. Then you come and try to do the same thing and it starts to work. So you can see into 2021 with your life that God wants to start a business. If you can see it, when you start a business, it will work. <laughs> the greatest problem of humanity is sight. We see the wrong things that our biggest problem is our ability to see he 
told Isaiah, I send you to a people and they are, they are heavy in hearing and they are blind in seeing. That is their problem. So when God graces somebody, he gives him the ability to see what he is doing. Mark this thing I'm telling you. It can be your prayer. Lord, show me what you want to do. In this week of grace, show me what you want to do. Just, just make it your prayer. It will amaze you that everything that drops into your heart, anything you discern and anything you hear, if the moment you tackle it, you will see success. Failure is to be doing what God doesn't have any plan to do. Sir, you have already failed. If what you want to do, God doesn't have any plan. That's why if you're a preacher, sometimes you can really prepare and come on stage. And then by the time you hold the microphone, something different at all begins to happen. That your preparation was not connected to the intentions of God. You wasted time in preparing. So if God wants to show you mercy and grace, he will open your eyes. And he will show you what he is doing. And then he will come and work through you to accomplish it. This is how obedience is accomplished. When you are crying within yourself, Lord, I want to obey you, but I don't know how. Begin to go for grace. Grace will open your heart. Will open your eyes. You will begin to see the things God is doing. Your dreams will not be casual. Resentment will come in your heart. Burdens of the Lord will come. There's something called the burden of the Lord. You sleep, you are not able to sleep. God burdens your heart with something. And all he's telling you is that this is the time. The Bible says, and the sons of Issachar knew the times and the seasons. And because of that, they ruled over their brethren. If you don't know the times and the seasons, eh? if you don't know, people will rule over you. So when God grace you, he gives you the time and the seasons. So when others are playing, you know what will be done. You know what will be done. Lift up your hands. Hallelujah, precious one. God bless you for joining this powerful broadcast. I believe that God has really spoken to you. The Bible says in Luke chapter 8, when Jesus was speaking of the parable of the good seed, he said, no one will light a candle and put it under a vessel or under a bed. He said that he will set it on a candlestick and anyone that enters in might see light. And he said, when the person sees the light, nothing will no more be a secret. And he said, everything will be made manifest. I know that as you heard the word of God, you have seen light and the secret of your life has been revealed. And if you know that something about you has been revealed in the word of God, a light of it has come and you really want to change, you really want to have a transformed life and you want to give your life to Jesus, you say, Lord Jesus, I thank you for saving me. I thank you, Jesus, for dying for me. Today I believe that your blood was shed for the remission of my sins and I accept this work of salvation. I pray that you will make me your own and from today cleanse me from all unrighteousness and give me your spirit to walk in the newness of life. I thank you for this great sacrifice and I forever will submit to your lordship. Thank you for dying for me in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. If you said this powerful
powerful prayer with me. I want you to know that from today, you are born again. Your sins are forgiven. And if you want to be disciple and to grow in the knowledge of God's word, I will recommend that you join Grace Mountain Ministry. God richly bless you. Let's meet tomorrow for another powerful session. The Lord gave the word. Great was the company of those that published it. Psalm 68 verse 11. Help us publish the word of God on TV and radio. Be a partner today by sending your partnership offerings to mobile number 0552 with account name Grace Mountain Ministry. Or you can use the short code star 800 star 500 hush from all networks or Visa cards, Master cards and other card transfers should you use the login aem.mychatpay.com and make payments. Thank you for listening to Words of Eternal Life broadcast. I believe you were richly blessed. To reach out to us, kindly contact 0548-695731 or 0552-504085. Or follow Pastor Achiman Elvis on both Facebook and YouTube. You can also locate us at Achimota of Angkor Seven Days Junction and gladly join in our three powerful Sunday services starting at 7.30 a.m., 9.30 a.m. and 5 o'clock p.m. Or join our Miracle Encounter Service every Friday starting at exactly 5.30 p.m. God bless you.